us talking about big ben here everybody welcome to i don't even know what episode number this is but it's pittsburgh steelers week it's average joe's it's me it's alec and it's you guys we're talking about this week's matchup bengals head into pittsburgh matchup of one-on-one teams looking to take over first place in the division well tied for first place if they can win and it is bengals steelers yet another rendition of what we think is a rivalry and I imagine what they think is little brother showing up to get his ass kicked. So, but this week always brings some excitement, doesn't it? Yeah. It brings some excitement. I think their rivalry with us is kind of like our quote rivalry with the Browns from 2013 to 2018. Um, it's not really a rivalry. It's a division game, but for them, when's the last time we, uh, other than the Monday night, when's the last time we beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh? Oh, that was not – that's today's trivia question, actually. A, a related uh, question to that is today's trivia question. Um, but the last time they beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh, I want to say it was 15. I got the I got the history pulled up here. Um, I know it's been a while. Yeah, they beat them 16 to 10 and 15 in Pittsburgh. Um and honestly, it's felt like it's been 15 years, not not six years. Well, today's trivia question is going to bring about some very depressing statistics okay. about uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. But we'll get to that later. How you doing today? It's a Thursday, kind of a dreary weather week, but and, and I guess a dreary Thursday night football matchup to go along with it. But we got the Bengals on Sunday, so, so I guess we have that to look forward to somewhat. Um, you got any final thoughts about the Bears? I know we kind of talked about it on Monday, but giving it three days to kind of ruminate. You got any final thoughts? Yeah, so the only thing I have is um, Joe Burrow's got to play better. Uh, Zach Taylor's got to coach better, and I think the defense um, has got to continue to play well. Other than that, I don't really have anything else from the Bears game. Yeah, it's sort of a burn the film type of game, if I had to say. Um, Definitely not, definitely not the best effort. But heading into this week, um, you know, as we kind of saw, as we kind of talked about a couple minutes ago in the open, um, Big Ben is on the injury report again. Shocker. Seems like he's always on the injury report the week of the Bengals game. Um, So I'm not reading anything into that. He will probably play on Sunday. But looking at the Bengals injury report, doesn't look like T. Higgins practiced today, and we're recording this on Thursday, obviously. Doesn't look like he practiced today. Does how big of an impact does it have if he's unable to go on Sunday? Yeah, I think that's I think it's a big deal, especially when you're playing a team like the Steelers, where their secondary is really good. So I think not having him would be a big deal, but that's why you draft Jamar Chase at five. 
to have that, you know, security if one of the big three is an out that you still have the, the other two. And I think Tyler Boyd would step up um, in, in his void. So, yeah, I mean, this this is always going to be a game where the Bengals have to run the football to succeed. I mean, we saw that the first time that they've beaten Pittsburgh in six, well, not six years, but five years uh, last year, obviously running the football keyed the entire game plan. And it's no different here. Uh, Got to use Joe Mixon to open it up um, and, you know, kind of parlay it off the play action, sort of like they did against Minnesota um, to see what kind of goes on there. Um, but other than that, uh, one more negative, and then we'll switch to a positive on the injury front for the Bengals, but doesn't look like Xavier Suofilo is going to play on Sunday. And we kind of brought this up on Monday, Jackson Carmen going to start. It looks like at right guard on Sunday, your concern level one to 10, having him in there versus having Suofilo in there. Yeah. So Suofilo has sucked so far. So really, I don't think it'd get much worse. <clears throat> so uh, I'm going to say a four though, still, because I think that that's really, that's really low. I'm going to say four or five, but Suofilo has been so bad. And, and we both know this. He's been bad. But who do you trust to block Cam Hayward more? Xavier Suofilo or a rookie Jackson Carmen? Honestly, one of us. I'm being honest, one of us. Yeah. Uh, I trust more than them. But um, yeah, I, I'd say four or five. I, I think if a coaching staff is going to put him in over Deontay Smith, um, I think that they trust Jackson Carmen. And I think he's athletic enough. Uh, it's just going to come down to technique. And I mean, it's, doesn't matter if you're an all pro guard it's hard to, it's hard to block cam hayward but i think that regardless whether it was suafila or jackson carmen they were both going to struggle against cam hayward so yeah um you know zach taylor said the other day that the bengals were are going to have a great plan in place to nullify some of the game wrecking effects that this pittsburgh d-line has whether i believe that remains to be seen because we've heard a lot of talk coming out of zach taylor the past three years and Quite frankly, there hasn't been a lot to back it up. So I will wait and see on that approach. Um, but positives for the Bengals on the injury report, as we still kind of stick on this topic, it looks like Trey Waynes is going to play on Sunday. He practiced today. Um, how big is that? I mean, we've, we've bemoaned Eli Apple these first two weeks, and especially getting him back this week against these receivers and, and possibly – uh, limiting Big Ben in that passing game even more. How big of an impact, even if he plays limited snaps, does Trey Waynes have on this defense on Sunday? I mean, I think it's a, it's a huge – I mean, obviously we know uh, it's a huge upgrade over Eli Apple. And I think that with Awuzie, Hilton, and Trey Waynes, it's a very formidable, you know, cornerback room. And if you're playing in nickel or sometimes dime, you might bring another safety in. I think it's really nice to have Trey Waynes back. And I think it's nice for – uh, the combination of Awuzie and Trey Waynes to guard, uh, you know, the Steelers combination of uh, Deontay Johnson, Juju, and Claypool. So, well, Deontay Johnson might may not play this week. He was. In that's what I was I was about to bring that up, and I think and TJ Watt. Now the sad part is TJ Watt just came back and practiced uh, yesterday too. So, um, that he is going to be very a very very scary man to see against the Bengals on on Sunday if if he does suit up I'm guessing he will but yeah if Deontay Johnson doesn't play that is a that's a big deal yeah it doesn't look like Deontay Johnson's going to play but you know we've as we talked about in the open we've seen this all the time uh, I like to call it manufactured adversity adversity that Pittsburgh creates for themselves to play this game which I don't know why you need manufactured adverse adversity to play the Bengals. Um, 
The Bengals you just need to show up, put the ball down. Usually. Yeah. Uh, I don't get the need to kind of report the fact that all these injuries exist when we all know that every, all these guys are going to play. That being said, I would not be surprised if Deontay Johnson does not play on Sunday and you're exactly right. If he doesn't play, that is huge because then a Hilton and Waynes against Washington Smith Schuster and, and uh, what's the bitch, the other, sorry for the foul language people, but I don't like him. What's the guy from Notre Dame? Mr. Claypool. Oh yeah. He, him. He's Mr. TikTok man. Yeah. TikToker. Um, I take our DBs in that matchup every day of the week and twice on Sunday. And they probably feel the same about their DBs against our receivers if T Higgins is out. So I I think this is a game. What matchup are you looking at in this game and, and saying if the Bengals win this matchup, uh, they win the game. I think it's easy Bengals D-line versus Steelers O-line. I think you you pay Trey Hendrickson to come in and you pay him a premier you pay him a premier amount of money, you know, at least the first, you know, first two years of his deal, first two years of his deal are premier money. Uh, you you pay him to come in and the Steelers tackles have been terrible. Their O-line has been terrible. Big Ben got hit 10 times last week. Um, I I I think it's really important that Trey Hendrickson uh, gets a couple sacks and I think Larry Ogunjobi who's been playing really well, I think he has a chance to, you know, to to beat up on those young guards that they have uh, up yeah. in the middle. So I think yeah. that's a very important matchup. Bengals D-line versus the uh, Steelers O-line. And the Steelers offensive line is downright horrendous. It's worse than the Bengals. It is worse than the Bengals. Um, PFF, I believe, has them as the 30th best offensive line in the NFL right now, which if that tells you if that tells you anything, it tells you that they they decided to rip it down to the studs in the offseason. They cut David DeCastro, Matt Filer walked, Alejandro Villanueva walked, and they drafted a couple of guys, Kendrick Green, uh, and signed a couple of guys, but they're very young and very inexperienced up front. This is a matchup that the Bengals have to capitalize on. If they ha- are going to have any chance in this game, the Bengals' D-line has to get pressure and, and get in Ben's face and tackle him I mean we've seen so many times in the past when the Bengals get in the backfield against Steelers it's just that big Ben shrug off and then he hucks it down the field for 30 yards it happens every it it happens every game every game the Bengals play against Steelers it happens we have to limit those plays this week and if we limit those plays I like the Bengals chances but but we talked about it earlier the key uh, key matchup of this game is no secret to anybody. It's can the Bengals block the Steelers? Um, Tyson Alualu's out, which helps, but they still have Cam Hayward, Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, Devin Bush looks like he's going to be back this week. Do you feel comfortable with the Bengals' offensive line and the current shape that it is, assuming Jackson Carmen's going to start at right guard? Do you feel comfortable throwing that offensive line out there and expecting moderate success? No, absolutely. I absolutely have no confidence. Uh, nowhere, I am nowhere near confident in our O line to be able to block their, block their pass rushers. It's it's something like the Ravens. The Ravens always have good pass rushers. That's a staple of them. The Steelers always have good pass rushers. It doesn't matter who. It doesn't matter what the D, who the D coordinator is. It doesn't matter what the assistant coaches are. You know, Mike Tomlin's always going to have a good, a good rush. Um, their front seven's really good, and they have Minka in the back end. So I think that they're a really really good defense. But I think also. I think uh, I think we got a ch- I think we have a chance to you know move the ball because they have not 
So against the Bills week one, they didn't move the ball past midfield the first half. And last week they struggled against the Raiders. So I, I think we have a chance to use our defense to our advantage and get some good field position. I think that's that that's I think that's the way we're gonna um, score an offense because we're not gonna have a lot of 80 yard drives against this defense. It's just not gonna happen with the O line we have. And we've talked about him the first two weeks because he's been stellar. I think the X factor in the game this week is Evan McPherson because for the exact reasons that you say, the Bengals, this is going to be a game, I think, that's played between the 35s. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of either team getting down in the red zone and scoring uh, on sustained drives because both of these defenses, you know, we, we have a small sample size on the Bengals, but it seems like the Bengals defense can hold their own against what is a lackadaisical Steelers offense. And we know the Pittsburgh defense is stellar. It always is. This is a game played between the 35s. If Evan McPherson can hit a couple of 50-yard kicks, and and if if even that threat of him kicking those 52, 53-yard kicks comes in the Steelers' head and the Bengals maybe go for it on a fourth down at the 45 plus 45, I think that it cannot be understated the X-factor-ness or – the the influence that Evan McPherson can have in this game because I think this game has low scoring, low scoring, like 13 to 10 written all over it because these defenses are playing some ball right now. Yeah, they're playing ball. I mean, the Bengals only give up 206 total yards in the whole game, 100, what, 115 passing yards yeah. against against a Bears team who has Allen Robinson. So, I mean, they're not, they're not terrible. They have Darnell Mooney. They're not terrible. Um, and I, and to be honest, I think we're not going to see the big Ben of the past. I think he, you know, I think we can both agree. He's a little out of his prime, even though he had a good year last year, he struggled the first two weeks. I think they got lucky against the bills with that pump block. They scored one to get the way Pittsburgh is going to, sorry to interrupt you. The way Pittsburgh is going to win this game on Sunday is they're going to force two or three turnovers, and then they're going to do something on special teams and, and just, flip the field and get great field position from that. They did it against the bills. They blocked a punt and TJ Watt had a strip sack. And then they had two Devin Singletary fumbles against the bills. I mean, that's their recipe for success right now. Their offense is not good. So taking care of the football as it always is, whenever you go to Pittsburgh has to be a priority. Um, I'm sorry I cut you off, but I just had to say no, that. No, absolutely. Not exactly. What I was going to say, I think taking, taking care of the ball's priority and I think limiting limiting their big plays a priority because we've seen the Bengals go into into Pittsburgh and all they do is get big plays. Now, obviously, they don't have Antonio Brown anymore, and if Deontay Johnson's out, it's big. But I think that you know stopping them, stopping Najee Harris from creating a running game, I think is going to be really important. Yeah, yeah. Um, switching topics a little bit, I wanted to ask you re our discussion on Monday about what Sunday's loss meant for Zach Taylor. How big of a game is this for not only the season, but this whole rebuild that the Bengals have been doing for, let's call it four years now, since uh, that last playoff run, uh, we'll consider it that starting. Like since, since Marvin's last year. Since Mar- okay, so since Marvin's last year, so three years. Year three of the rebuild. How big is this game in that whole process, how big? You know, I for you know to answer the kind of the first thing, I think for this year, uh, it's really big. I think this is a turning point, and I know it's only week three. I get it, but you kind of blow the game last week against you know a pretty bad Bears team, and I think if you win this game, you have momentum going into Thursday night. But if you lose this game, 
um, it, it just, it creates the same narrative as, you know, a Pittsburgh team that's injured, can't really move the ball. You go into Pittsburgh um, and, and, and he can't get it done. And that's kind of been the, the story for Zach Taylor. I mean, he says all the right things. He makes you feel great. And then when you watch him in close games, they just shit the bet. So I think that this is a really important game for the rebuild. I think it's a really important game for the Bengals. And I think it's a really important game for Zach Taylor to bounce back after the shitter that they put out last week. I, I To address your first point, if the Bengals are able to win this game, and we'll get to our predictions in a second, if the Bengals are able to win this game, the Bengals are looking down the pipe at four extremely winnable games over the next four weeks. Extremely winnable games. They play, obviously, Pittsburgh on Sunday. Then they get Jacksonville at home on Thursday night, who is not good in the least. Green Bay looks extremely beatable right now because their defense is terrible. Then you get the Lions, who it's the Lions, you know, I think they're better than a lot of people thought they were going to be, but they're still the Lions. It's still a game you should win, similar to the Bears. And then, I mean, you have the Ravens in Baltimore, but even they look very beatable. And then you get the uh, you get the Jets. So this this game is the key to the whole month of October. They play five winnable games. I'm considering the Jacksonville game in October um, because it technically is that week uh, weekend. They play five winnable games in the month of October. And if this game goes their way against the Steelers on Sunday and they can go four and one in the month of October, you're talking about a team that's six and two welcoming the Cleveland Browns into Paul Brown stadium on November 7th for what, what will be if all these things happen, the biggest game in the Zach Taylor era bar none. Um, Now that being said, I think this is the biggest game of Zach Taylor's career to this point. Because, you know, even if T. Higgins doesn't play, this is your litmus test, okay? You've had three years, and you still are the worst team in the division, and I don't think anybody can debate that until you go out and beat a team like this. So come Sunday, if the Bengals can go out and win this game, this game, it's not at home against the Steelers. It's not at home against the Browns. It's not at home against the Ravens. This is a road game in a place the Bengals historically don't do squat. If you can win this game Sunday, this does immense things for not only your momentum, but this signifies that the rebuild, in, in my opinion, is, is done. And now you're winning because Pittsburgh just went into Buffalo, beat a team a lot of people think is going to be the AFC champs. Um, this, is, this is the litmus test. And, and I don't want to put too much emphasis on one game especially because it's week three, but for Zach Taylor, who needs to have success right away this year, he loses this game and it starts to tailspin. We've seen it before. Once the Bengals lose a game to the Steelers, it kind of just goes downhill from there. So if they lose this game and then God forbid they lose to Jacksonville Thursday night, Zach Taylor going to be looking for a job come next month. Uh, So this is a huge game. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think that, you know, it kind of went downhill last year. Once the Bengals had a little momentum, the offense was clicking in the beginning, beginning of the season. And then they got embarrassed by the Steelers and embarrassed by the Ravens. And then it, all the momentum just kind of stopped. So, and then Joe Burrow got hurt. So I think remember 2018, they were four and one, I want to say. Start off. They, yeah. Yeah. And Pittsburgh came into Cincinnati and they lost at the very end of the game. And then, it just took off downhill from there. It, it This is the turning point in the season. I know it's week three. This is such a big game. 
it's a very, it's a very, it's, I think it's very important for the psyche of not only, you know, fans, um, but I think of the, you know, of the players and, and Zach Taylor just to prove to themselves that, Hey, we have the talent. So now we just have to go out there and win against a team that really, can, can you really say that the, you know, that the Steelers are better than the Bengals on paper? I mean, maybe on defense, but not have to. The Bengals have beat them once since 2016. There's no evidence out there to corroborate the fact the Bengals are a better team than the Steelers other than, and I know we like to hold it over Steelers fans head other than a fluky victory at the end of last season, the Bengals have been thoroughly dominated by this team for five years now. And I know this is not the best Steelers team we've ever seen. And if the Bengals win this game, we're not going to get any sort of credit from Steelers fans. Like, Oh, this is not a good team. This is symbolic. Okay. This is the passing of the reins. The Browns had their moment last postseason when they went into Pittsburgh and Baker beat Ben. The Bengals need this moment as sort of a symbolic act of this is, this is our rivalry. Now this is our quarterback beating your quarterback. And we're going to, this is, this is like Big Ben coming into Pittsburgh and taking over the domination that the Steelers had over the Bengals in the 90s. But we're flipping the script, and now the Bengals are going to dominate the Steelers if they can win this game on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely 100% agree with you. I think I, I think it's the passing of the reins. It's good. And Joe Burrow just has to play better than he played last week. But I think I think you know I think he has the ability to. But we need to see if he has enough time to be able to play better. Now, how worried are you about Najee Harris being a big factor on Sunday? You know, we shut down Dalvin Cook. I think if we continue to do what we can do, I think we can stop Najee. Um, their O-line isn't very good. If their O-line was better, I'd be sca- I'd be more scared. I think Najee is one heck of a player, though. I think he's really, really good. But their O-line isn't good enough for me to, you know, legitimately be scared even after we stopped Devin Cook. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean – so I guess we can kind of morph this into some predictions. Um, just kind of – you don't have to give me a score prediction yet. Just how do you see this game playing out on Sunday? Do you see this being that typical Bengals-Steelers game where the Bengals come out and like we've seen the first two weeks of this season, the Bengals come out slow and Pittsburgh jumps on them, gets a quick touchdown, and all of a sudden it's 7 nothing, and then the Bengals are in that position that they always seem to be in, that they play behind against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Do you see it playing out like that? Do you think just sort of what are your thoughts on what we're going to see on Sunday? Yeah, so I I, I could see something like that. I could see us starting slow, but I also could see us, um, you know, you know, both teams starting out slow because of because of the defenses. So I think, as you said before, I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. If you're a better, I would bet the under. Uh, no matter really what that number is, unless it's like 25. Yeah. So let's, I guess we can just do our whole predictions at this point. So the Bengals are plus three on Sunday. Um, it, it, the total is set at 44 and it looks like, it looks like a gorgeous weather day in the uh, city of Pittsburgh. looks like it's going to be mid seventies with some clouds. So we don't have to worry about rain or anything like that. Um so I guess, yeah, with that being said, yeah, high of 70, low of 52, perfect football weather. What what happens on Sunday? Yeah, so I, I'm see, I, I want to be optimistic, but after that Bears game, I can't be. Um, so I'm thinking both offenses start slow. Both defenses are rocking. Depends on if Deontay Johnson plays. If Deontay Johnson plays, I think the Steelers could jump out early. And obviously Chase Claypool and, you know, 
Juju Smith Schuster is still really good. And they have Najee. Schuster. <laughs> yeah, but I just I, I don't know. I, I I really I really don't this is like a wild card game. I don't know what's gonna happen. What do you think? I was prepared to come on to this, but I'm gonna go soliloquy for a second. I was prepared to come on to this podcast and say that the Steelers are gonna eviscerate the Bengals on Sunday. But I look at these stats, I look at what happened at the end of last year. And it seems like this is the time. So I am going to surprise you. I think the Bengals are going to win on Sunday. And I'll tell you, I'll give you, you stop it. I give you three, I'll give you three reasons why. One, there's no way in hell Joe Burrow has a game as bad as he did last Sunday. And even average Joe Burrow is better than Ben Roethlisberger right now. So I think that is a feather in the Bengals cap. And I don't think he gets, uh, uh, rattled by the environment that's going to be in Pittsburgh on Sunday. It's going to be really loud, but I don't think Joe Burrow gets rattled. That's number one. Number two, I think Joe Mixon has a huge bounce back game. Uh, the Raiders kind of sliced up the Pittsburgh defense last week. By no means am I saying that Zach Taylor and John Gruden are equivalent in terms of their level of uh, play calling or anything like that, but the Bengals have more talent on their offense than the Raiders do. So I hope that Zach Taylor watched that film. And this, that was my critique of him last week. It didn't look like he watched any film. I hope he watched the film, saw what the Raiders did and, and stuff like that. Number three, the Bengals defense is due for a huge takeaway. It's been forever since the Bengals had that takeaway at the end of the game where it's like, Oh my God, they did it. That's it. That seals the game game over coffin nails. So here's what I'm going to predict. I'm going to predict that the Bengals win the toss, defer. The Steelers come out, go three and out. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say that Joe Burrow takes the Bengals right down the field for a touchdown. Bengals go up 7-0 early in the game. And then I think our final score is going to be Cincinnati 23, Pittsburgh 13. I think the Bengals defense is playing at such a high level right now. And maybe I am sucking too much on this optimism uh train or uh what do the what do the hamsters get fed through the bottles yeah i'm sucking too much on that thing and and it's feeding me all this optimism i legitimately think that the steelers won't score an offensive touchdown on sunday um but i gotta predict it because until i see it i have to believe that they will so i'm gonna take the Bengals 23 to 13 am i confident enough to bet it no Am I going to take the Bengals money line? No, because I'm going to be so engrossed in this game that the betting angles has nothing to do with it. I think you and I both agree we hate Pittsburgh more than anything in this world. And for the Bengals to win this game would be so big. Now, I'm not a Zach Taylor guy, admittedly. I hate, I really just don't think he's the guy to lead this team forward. But if he can win this game, and as I said earlier, do what I laid out in October, and that's go four and one, that is some strong coaching, and that is some strong evidence that this rebuild is over and the Bengals have arrived. And I think on Sunday we're going to see exactly what Joe Burrow and his whole cast want us to see, and that is a Bengals team that plays with an edge, that plays with some swagger. I think 
Bates and Bell are running around back there, knocking the shit out of people. And I think the Bengals, for once in our lives, go into Pittsburgh and out physical the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm taking the Bengals to win 23 to 13. God, I, oh, I have been so salty this week. I'm still salty about that Bears game. I'm still salty about Trey Hendrickson not getting that sack. I'm still, I'm still salty about three interceptions in a row. But I, I, I got to, I mean, I, I got to agree with you because of how bad the Pittsburgh O line is and how bad their offense has been. My prediction has nothing to do with how bad the Steelers are. I think, I just think that, God damn it, the city of Cincinnati is due. The Reds are ass. The Bengals have not done anything of consequence in, in, since we were a twinkle in our grandparents' eyes, this is a game the city of Cincinnati needs more than anything else, okay? I agree. I agree. It, we, we need this bet, and I, I agree. I'm not betting this game due to the fact that my emotions will be high enough, and I don't need to be, I don't need to be worrying about a money line, and I don't need to be worrying about a cover or the over-under. I don't care. If it's 65 to 64, I don't care if it's 2 to 0. All I want is a Bengals win. I don't care. I don't care what the score is. You think we sound desperate? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think we're, 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 we're sounding pretty desperate right now for a week three game. We're sounding pretty desperate. We've been waiting a long time for this one. Well, I think – I mean, I think after the Reds had a – what a 78% chance to make the playoffs. And then we lost like 20 out of 25 games. I think we're, I think we're, I think we're pretty desperate now for, for the Bengals to do well this year. Yeah. I could go on a expletive lace tirade and I will do that at some point off this podcast where potential uh, people are listening that I don't want to hear such tirade. And I'll probably FaceTime you with that tirade on Sunday morning when I'm starting to get fired up listening to sports talk before the game. But it all comes down to this. Screw Pittsburgh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the tirade, but I'm going to do the clean version. Screw Pittsburgh. Screw everything they stand for. Screw the fact that they have held this and, and been our overlords for six years now. Screw them. I want Joe in there, and I want him to dominate on Sunday. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's pretty PG. I like that. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, the Steelers, I, I, we, we, I mean, you said it before, we both can't stand the Steelers. It's almost, almost, I'm talking almost as close as the Cardinals. It's close for me. Well, very, very yeah, well. But I think, you know, I, I can't stand the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. I can't stand Mike Tom and I can't stand big Ben. I can't stand any of them. So I think this would be a really big win for us. And I think it, it, it almost – I don't think it would be as big as last, last year's Monday night game just because it was funny. Oh, it would be way bigger than last, last year's win. Well, I, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, in terms of the season outlook. But last, last, last year's Monday night game was big just from the aspect of it was kind of funny because well, we had six okay. passing yards. I'm going to draw out my Bengals optimism chart for the people following along at home. We – so we've we it's like a bell curve with Bengals optimism, and we're going up. We're kind of near the top of the of the bell curve right now. If Zach, if Zach Taylor wins this game and the Bengals win this game, that bell curve becomes just sort of a uniform line, like a y equals sort of graph. If he loses this game, it goes right down to the x axis where it's zero. Um, that's how big this game is. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely agree. I think it's, you know, the biggest Bengals game that we've had in a long time because of the optimism before the season. Um, the Steelers aren't world beaters. So I don't, I mean, it, the line's only three. So it's not like Vegas is saying that. So you know, was a great chance. that's a one, that's a point I wanted to bring up. This line opened at six and a half right after the games on Sunday. It quickly got bet down to four and a half and it quickly went down to three. Uh, like Tuesday or Wednesday. If that tells me anything as the sharp gambler that I try to be, it's that a lot of people are betting on the Bengals. Well, a lot of sharps are betting on the Bengals because Vegas wants all that money on Pittsburgh. Now I could be totally off base and I probably am because I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, but that gives me some sort of reasoning behind why I feel somewhat comfortable with this being a competitive game. Yeah, I mean, we could do the we could do mental gymnastics all day uh, about why the line and the way is the way it is, and you know where the money's being spread. At the end of the day, Joe Burrow's got to go in there. He's got to throw some tutties. We got to get some stops. We got to hit Big Ben. We got to take advantage of that trash O line they have, and our trash O line has to not be trash and just be average. And I think we can walk out of Pittsburgh with a win. Riley Poulton wanted us to have some disagreements on this podcast and you picking the Bengals along with me is not a disagreement. You're going to force me to pick the Jags next week. You know what? If you pick the Jags next week, you don't deserve to be a Bengals fan because they look like they would lose to, I don't even know. They, they'd probably lose. They would, they probably would have lost to Tulsa last week if they would have played them. Did you so. see uh, what Vic Fangio said that urban Meyer told him Yep, uh, that every week is Alabama. Urban's not having a fun time in the NFL right now. Let's just put it now, that way. Uh, Urban's going to look great on the, on, the, uh, uh, on the sidelines at USC. He is going to look fantastic in that in that red and yellow. Yeah, he's, he's not long for this NFL world. All right, let's do it. Uh, it spreads time. You and I have been downright horrendous so far. Do not, do not listen to us. Do not listen to us. But we're going to turn around this week, 3-0. Until, until we get hot, don't listen to us. But oh, we're getting hot this week. We're getting we might hot. be getting hot this week, even though I absolutely detest the board. Uh, Alec, you're two and four. I'm one and five. You have the go ahead, my friend. All right. All right. So, um, number one, um, I got Tennessee minus five because I don't think Carson Wentz is going to play. And if uh, Brett Hundley and Jacob Eason are playing, dear God, please, please bet on the tights. Yeah, I had, um, I had Seattle in Survivor last week, so I was not very happy with the end of that game. Yeah, I felt I feel bad for I have I felt bad for you on that one. Um, all right, another one. Uh, two was out, so I got Raiders minus four. Um, okay. Raiders minus four, and then very surprising. I think this is my lock of the week, and I don't I, I don't feel comfortable with this at all. Uh, but I got Cards minus seven and a half against the Jags. Okay, my lock of the week. And then, uh, I mean, yours. We'll, we'll. I guess we'll do Survivor, even though I'm not in it. You're still in our Survivor pool. Who is your Survivor pick of the week? Um, you know, I haven't really, I haven't really thought about this yet, but I think, I, I think I'm gonna take the Cardinals this week because they're against the Jaguars. I think I'm gonna take the Cards. The Jags are gonna be a team that everybody picks on in Survivor this year. I think. Yeah, and it's not, and it's not because of Urban. It's not because of Trevor Lawrence. They just don't have a lot of talent around them. So it's yeah. like around Trevor. So, all right. All right. Well, I'm Thank one you. and five, so I gotta find some way to get the ship. So let's, 
So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do probably something really stupid, but I'm gonna do it nonetheless. I'm gonna take the Texans plus eight tonight because they're two and zero against the spread. Yeah, they're looking good. The Panthers were just a home underdog last week, and now they're a road favorite. Makes me think that they might be overvalued a bit at minus eight. So Mills Mafia, let's mount up. I'm gonna take. David Mills and the Texans to keep it close. Uh, Cause I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game as well. Uh, you know, Carolina's defense has been good, but who have they played? And the Jets and Jameis. The Texans aren't anybody to play, but the Texans have weapons. So I think right. that this could be sneaky yeah. high scoring. I don't want to flirt with the over, but I really like it at 42 and a half right now. So that's my first pick of the week. I have to take the Texans plus eight. I also already have on in the system, I have the Cowboys minus four on Monday night. Um, maybe it's because of one of my roommates is a Cowboys fan, but I'm kind of flirting with them being kind of sort of good. Uh, you're, drinking, you're, drinking, you're drinking the Skip Bayless, uh, the Skip Bayless Kool-Aid. I guess I got uh, coaxed into drinking that Kool-Aid. That and I just don't think the Eagles are any good. So uh, Cowboys minus four against the Eagles on Monday night. And then my third pick of the week is going to be a really awful, awful game. I know you're going to say. Go ahead. Yeah. You know which game I'm going to pick. Uh, the Falcons are going to play the Giants in, in a football game on Sunday. Um, I'm anybody gonna take, watching? I'm going to take the New York Giants minus three. Strictly because the Falcons are not – well, actually, neither of these teams is good but I think the Giants are somewhat better. Um, so I'm going to take the Giants on uh, Sunday, minus three. And um, if I somehow find my way into watching a single play of that game, uh, I will have to sign over my football fandom card because what an awful game that is. I mean, that's that's an all-time, that's an all-time bad game. Yeah. That, that's an all-time bad game. And then my survivor pick of the week, I'm out in survivor. Like I said, I had Seattle last week. I would take Denver this week in survivor. There is no way in hell that the Jets go into Denver and win in September at mile high with Zach Wilson. I just don't see that happening. So um, there's our picks. Oh, I guess my lock quote unquote of the week, I guess I'll take Dallas as my play of the week. Um, I just think they're going to score a lot of points on Monday night against the Eagles. So there is that. All right. A couple more segments to get here before we wrap it up uh, on this Thursday. You got to get to Thomas Rhett. Thomas I, Rhett. I think I got to take a nap. I had two games <laughs> today, so I think I'm going to take a nap. But trivia time. Twofold, two questions. First question: When is the last? What year was the last time the Bengals scored 20 or more points in a game against the, in Pittsburgh against the Steelers? What year? It was in 2015. It was not 2015. Like like 20 points and they won. 20 points. The second part. The second question is going to be 20 points and they won. Okay, I'm going to go 20 points. Jeez, <laughs> I don't even know. 2013. It was 2013. The Bengals lost 30 to 20 that day. Andy Dalton was 25 of 44 with two touchdowns, no interceptions, and AJ Green had nine catches for 93 yards. 
and Giovanni Bernard had a touchdown on 33 rushing yards in that game. Now, when is the last time the Bengals scored 20 points and won in Pittsburgh? Uh, 2007. Wait, I think I screwed up the question. It might be way long. Oh, no. Okay, I got it now. Okay. What is it, 2006, 2007? 2009, the year they swept the division. Carson Palmer was 20 of 37 for a touchdown. Cedric Benson, rest in peace, had 76 yards and a touchdown. And Andre Caldwell had 52 receiving yards and a touchdown. Bonus points, bonus points, if you can name me the Steelers' leading rusher and receiver from that game. Uh, was there Sean Mendenhall? No. Um, um, uh, Parker. Willie Parker was the leading Parker. rusher. Who was the okay. leading receiver? Um, Heinz Ward. No, he was second. Uh, um, okay, give, give, give me the first initial. M. Uh, he played for the Ravens. Dude, you're going to say this name and I'm going to lose my mind. Just say Wait, it. Just... He played for the Ravens after he played for the Steelers, if that helps. Okay, well, just give me the f- – okay, just tell me. I, I'm going to – Mike? Mike Wallace, Mike Wallace, Mike Wallace. Wallace. Mike Wallace was the Steelers' leading receiver that day. Um, Ole Miss, hey, Ole Miss might be wide receiver you now. Yeah. Wow. Looking back at these names, Chris Crocker had a rush rushing attempt that day. He picked Chris up 21 yards. Really? Jeremy Johnson had a two-yard rush. So that's the last time the Bengals scored 20 points in a win against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. So so just it's safe to say that. And uh, let's let's mention everybody. Uh, they play in Pittsburgh every year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So uh, and the fact that they haven't scored 20 points – or wait, no, this that was the game in Cincinnati. Oh, my God, I gave you faulty information. Oh, my God, it might be even longer ago. 2009 is a boot ago. That is, oh, I mean, no. you know, that's that a wild, dude. That was the 2000. Yeah, that was the game. Remember where Andre Caldwell caught the touchdown at the end and they went. Yeah, to, I remember that. that was that game. Oh, no. It's even longer ago that they scored 20 points in Pittsburgh and won. Oh, this is bad, Alec. This is really bad. So you, so you saying 23 13 and they win basically is just the biggest optimism I've ever heard in my life. The first time in 15 years. So it was 2006, the last time the Bengals scored 20 points in a win in Pittsburgh. Wow. Uh, is it 28 to 20 score that day? Um, Carson Palmer had eight with 18 for 26 for 193, four touchdowns, two picks. He got sacked six times. So that could probably happen on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I could see that. Willie Parker yeah. was still the leading rusher that day. TJ Hushmanzada, nine catches, 94 yards, two touchdowns. Wow. Some of these names are really old. Been, it's been 15 years. You, you want to know how old, how long ago this was? Rudy Johnson and Kenny Watson were the Bengals' two leading rushers that day. I miss Rudy, man. I miss Rudy. Rudy. So 2006 was the last time the Bengals scored 20 points in a win against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. That's crazy. So hopefully we can change that on Sunday. Um, I got nothing to say on a Reds update because I really don't want to talk about it. Uh, David Bell somehow gets an extension. So yeah, I, I never want to talk about, I don't want to talk about the Reds. I don't even want to talk about them in spring training. 
Um, we'll go to the parade next year. It'll be a great time. Other than that, I don't really want to talk about it. So, yeah, uh, red season, all intensive purposes is over. Um, but if they could please hit under 83 and a half, I would really appreciate that. Oh, no, they, they will not win. They will not win 80. They will not win 84 games. All right. I'll take your word for it. Um, so that's Red's update. That's the show. Bengals Steelers on Sunday, one o'clock in Pittsburgh. Next week, though, is the week. It's Ring of Honor. It's Thursday night. I don't care if we win or lose on Sunday. You know what we say at, or here at Ohio State, win or lose, we still booze. That's going to be us next week because we yep. are going to have a great time down in Cincinnati at the Ring of Honor induction at the game. So we'll figure out logistics. But right now, I would assume we'll come at you with a longer episode on Monday, recapping Pittsburgh and talking about Jacksonville. But we're in it now. I mean, it's officially football season. The Reds are done. I'm ready. I've been waiting for this for a long time, since April, since the draft. It is time. This is the game that we've been waiting years for as Bengals fans. Enjoy it because I don't think they're going to win. But I predicted them to win, so I do think they're going to win. And that's the show. But always remember, who day and beat Pittsburgh.